They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Throwback Madness, where Matt Madness takes you back in time to a pay per view from the current month all the way in the past. This month, it was a selection of Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, My hailing, yes, Eric Trembicki, Ek2Fly's best friend, hailing this week from Helsinki, Finland. All right, so you chose? Yes, I did. Which, which, which show did you choose for us this week? No Mercy 2001. No Mercy 2001, again, right in the sweet spot of the Attitude Era, what made you choose No Mercy 2001? Well, I knew Eric would watch it. Well, I knew my best friend would watch it. Because, um, well, I, I asked you and Joey, do you want to have fun or you want to watch, watch something you never saw? Yeah. My other choice was No Mercy 2008. So I was like, you know, I think we'll have fun watching reviewing this because this is further down the road, so you'll have actually more to make fun of. Right, <laughs> right. It's a 2008. That's still pretty, it's eight years ago, but that's still pretty recent. So yeah. it's not, it won't have the same effect. And then we haven't even reviewed anything about the Alliance, the Alliance years. So right. I thought it would be a good, time, good thing for the first time we could review that too. Uh, agree. So, refresh the listeners' memories of our rating system. All right. Well, if it's a horrible show, it's a jobber. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a um, slobber knocker. And if it's a great show, it's a showstopper. All right. So, Ek2 Fly, what is your rating for No Mercy 2001? With no doubt, it was a showstopper. Showstopper? Alo? My best friend speaks for me. <laughs> showstopper? Whoa. I was giving it a high slobber knocker. Huh. Now, I thought about giving it a showstopper, but to me, like, I really think I have to be absolutely blown away to give that rating. Highest score yet, right? That's the highest score. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is. Highest scoring one so far. Wow. Um, took place in St. Louis, Missouri, formerly known as, I believe, the Keel Center. I think that's where Owen Hart died. Really? I'm almost positive. They didn't mention that on the show for obvious reasons. Obvious. Also, where Kane debuted at Hell in a Cell. Or at Bad Blood. They did in mention the that. Cell match. They did mention that. Uh, great intro package, as always. Well, not as always. It was great then. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, this was great. JR and Paul Heyman on the microphones. Uh, Such a underrated commentary group. Uh, I, I, it sounds like Halo doesn't that, think that. Best friends may not agree on this one, <laughs> but without a doubt. Yeah, it, the, at the time it clicked. I, this show, I don't think it clicked. Listen, how far, how long had Heyman been there at this point? Do you he know? had got there in February of that year because because King left. So they, after, they were together. It was like nine, ten months then at yeah, this point. Yeah, because King left after No Way Out of One. That's when Heyman came in. And Jr. and Heyman were partnered that mm-hmm. long. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were partnered for several months. Then when ECW came into the Invasion storyline. Paul Heyman stepped off the commentary table for a few weeks. Michael Cole filled in until Paul Heyman come, came in. And With his frosted off. tips? Yeah. Michael Cole? Yes. In the turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, show kicks off with, I believe, Alo's favorite tag team of the, of the era, if not all time. Yep. The Hardys, the WCW tag team champions, brought to the ring by Lita against Lance Storm. The, mo- the charismatic Lance Storm with Ivory and Hurricane Helms, the current European champion who at have, the time. Who had more charisma, Ivory or Lance Storm? Man, that is tough. 
I, I would say Ivory because I guess she had a little bit. Landstorm <laughs> had literally zero. And uh, Molly Holly, what was her nickname? Mighty Molly. Mighty Molly, the superhero duo of the Hurricane and Mighty Molly. I just got to say, the night Matt Hardy lost the European title, it wasn't a happy home in house. <laughs> How many uh, Kool-Aid jammers or whatever did you down? Well this, well, this was a year prior. Okay. Then 02. So this 2001. 10-year-old Alo at this time. Okay. So it was back to Capri Sun. All right, so you're, how many Capri Suns did you drink after that? A dozen. <laughs> Eric was the same age. He just, he, he just learned how to take tequila shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Very well. Yeah, so I was, I guess, what, 22? Yeah, 22. 22 and a half. Wow. Yeah, I might have been doing tequila shots. God forbid. Possibly. <laughs> God only knows. But the Hardys obviously get the win in this one. Uh, mesh shirts and all. Mm-hmm. In all their glory. Well, according to Hurricane Helms, this wasn't obvious because supposedly him and Lance were supposed to win the WCW titles, but they didn't want him running around with two belts. Hmm. So they didn't win them. But I'm not complaining. But that was the the plan, according to him, or in Jericho's podcast a couple months ago. Oh wow! Really? I, I, didn't, I didn't listen to that one. Yeah, I haven't listened to it either. It's, um, it's a it's a pretty good episode. Not not big on him, but it's a really good episode. Yeah, I I actually found him more enjoyable watching this than I ever did back in the, at the time. Yeah, when he's a hurricane. He was fun. Uh, yeah, like he, he cracked me up a few times, like the poses, yeah, the superhero um, poses. Mo- Molly put the cape the cape yeah. on to the <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> it really is on like that character, and it's funny because. I think he kept that character going, or maybe it faded out and then came back while I wasn't watching. And, like, didn't he have some long run with the Cruiserweight title in, like, well, like oh four oh five. Well, he won the cru- well. He won the cruiserweight title at Rumble oh six. Yeah, so, oh, so he, 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 he had a full, full for a year, over a year. And you know, supposedly at the time he was number two to Cena with uh, merchandise sales. I mean, mm. again, this is something he claimed in the podcast, but it's just one of those things where it's one of those characters you overlook. Yeah. And again, this is one of the things. Uh, I'm just gonna speak out real quick, just Go overall ahead. on that whole show. Uh-huh. One of the most underrated periods of time and one of my most favorite. I, so many people hate on that period, but it, it brings back a lot of memories because I watched it all that, that time. I didn't, yeah, it didn't I didn't start turning on it for a couple more years after that. I still thought it was good at this time. Um, well, it was weird to me when I, after my six, seven-year hiatus and I uh, start watching it again, and I start reading into the internet and everything, and it's everyone bashing that time period. I'm like... I was a happy little kid back then. <laughs> but if you look back at it now, it's like, hey, I got some nitpicks. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it now. Did you have any nitpicks with this first match? Oh, this, this match was fine. It was a good match. Good opener. The Hardys, my good favorite, match. my favorite yeah. team of all time. Great start to the show. Obviously, two guys who were fun to watch. Like I was never a huge Hardys guy, but I would never take away that their matches were always fun to watch. Always crowd pleasers. Uh, no signs of Matt being broken yet. No Vanguard one. No, not yet. Um, the women got involved and just in this to match. Say, just to say, Matt upgraded from Lita because his wife is all that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a big Rebby fan. That's up for debate. I prefer Rebby to Lita as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. 
You ain't see her up close like we did. <laughs> she was looking right. And what I would do your good. She look, was she looking right or good? <laughs> that. Both. Okay. That both. Both. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah, we got a. Uh, the women got involved in the match. Lita gets involved. The Hardys obviously win. I didn't think that was really even up for debate. Less than an eight-minute match, though, but it's an opener, so what are you going to do? But like I said, always fun to see those guys, especially back then, with all we know now, because they are two totally different guys now. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that they're, I don't know, I, I think what Matt Hardy is doing now is better than anything they ever did. Yeah. So. And, and the new TNA Tag Team Champions, by the way. Yes. Finally. Oh, Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff made it up, made it up to Matt. <laughs> So, you know, he, he solidified the pact that they had. Uh, we had RVD with Regal. Uh, he wanted RVD to apologize for frog splashing Austin, questioning as to whether he had sided with Vince McMahon. RVD says, I'm only on one, one person's side, and that's RVD. Uh, Vince comes in in the limo. Michael Cole, so he, he tells Michael Cole he's here to make an impact. He makes Michael Cole put his jacket on him, which Michael he drops Cole on drops. the ground. He says, the next time you drop my jacket, I'm going to drop you. I'm going to drop you. I'm going to drop you. <laughs> Test and Kane in a, a big man special, but two big big men that could actually go Yeah. at that time. I thought this was actually a pretty good match. Yeah, they got 10 minutes. That it was fun. I feel like Kane's ring gear was inspired by Natalia, <laughs> with all the the see-through mesh throughout the way before Natalia. Way before Natalia, but that's what it reminded me of when I saw it. Uh, the maybe the most impressive part of the match to me was when Kane could have been the best carnation of Kane. You think Up so? for debate, but I, know, I think that a lot was of good. I think like uh, a lot of uh, wrestling sites back then. That, that's when he got like his hmm. strongest rating. Yeah, because that's when they like. Between 01 and 02 and 03, well, before he took the 01, 02, and up to 03, before he took the match, so that's when they kind of let him loose. Yeah. Because, you know, I know in 02, he cut a lot of weight after he came back from injury. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was my favorite incarnation of Kane. And this late in the 2001 also, because they just let him go. Yeah. They didn't care what he did. Yeah, I mean, the, the military press over the top rope. I mean, Tess, what did that guy weigh? 280? Mm-hmm. And he just lifted him up over his head and threw him over the rope. That was unbelievable. Uh, the crooked referee, which seems to. Be a running theme. Nick Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Where does he rate with Earl Hebner? Two. Two. <laughs> he is on <clears throat> the list. <laughs> but, okay. Patrick is definitely worse than Hebner. But Patrick's done good. All right, because I put this in my notes. He played the crooked referee, so I just love Heyman when he, when Tess came with the chair. Heyman's like, "Oh, Nick Patrick didn't see it. It was right yeah. in front of his face." They all were so mad, but was the only, at least Nick Patrick had a thing. He was the the scab referee, like a month mm-hmm. prior in the World Title Match of Austin and Angle. Yeah, a, a little ten year old Mark Allen wanted Cronin on the win so bad. I wanted Cronin on the win so because he was the he's the baby face. So in that match, Austin knocked out three referees. Mm-hmm. So. When Nick Patrick came out, Angle had Austin in the ankle lock, and Austin was tapping out, and Nick run, rings run, rings for the bell. But instead of making Angle win the title due to submission, he disqualifies Austin for knocking out all three of the referees <laughs> yeah. prior to that. That's the one good thing he ever did. <laughs> all right, other than that, he was terrible. Yeah, because you uh, yeah, you were yeah, legit uh, angry. Like if yeah. you're legit angry as a kid, mm-hmm. you look back on like, okay, that was good. Yeah, if you're legit angry. Yeah, that was well done. Um, 
Do you guys agree that test is highly underrated? Yes. Yeah, always. Because I don't know if I... I mean, I thought he was better than people think, but I think he's way more underrated than I thought. Probably the best big dude of all time. I always love Tess. I think Kane is underrated, too. I think people just hate him so much now. Because he's been been around so long, but I don't think people realize how good he really was. Yeah, Kane was real good. Uh, But Test gets the win over Kane. Kane hits two choke slams and goes back for a powerbomb on Nick Patrick. Uh, Much to the uh, shock and horror of Paul Heyman was not happy. So what happened to Nick Patrick? So you said when watching the Hardys match, you weren't surprised they lost. Were you surprised by the result of this match while watching it? Um. So if you would have asked me before the match, who did I think would win with no context? I would have said Kane. Uh, with the crooked referee, I kind of expected Tess to win. Yeah, with the kick to the <clears> face. <throat> uh, coach at Stone Cold's dressing room. So good. Greeted by Deborah <laughs> McMichael. Who I think is very overrated. Yes. I am not a Deborah fan at all. Yes. I'm sorry, but... Yes, I'm with you. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. But it was funny that you could obviously hear Stone Cold yelling (laughs) out everything. A young perverted heir. We definitely (laughs) have to debate this, but I got kids, so I'm just going to... Yeah, you could clearly hear every, and you knew Coach heard everything Austin said because he was laughing. Yeah, the best part is, if you look at his face, he had such a hard time not laughing mm-hmm. during that. Why he stole Cole Stone to rate it? Yeah, it was so good. I know. And uh, Coach, super thin. Yeah. He's put on like 60 pounds probably since then. Uh, but you're right. That, that It's only been 15 years. Very funny. Yeah, true. I've probably put on more than that since then. Uh,. Stacy Keebler asked Matt Hardy what he thinks of her lingerie. He says it looks good. The moment he became broken. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's when it happened. Yeah. You can be traced all the way back to that. <laughs> yep. The leggy Stacy Keebler, as yep. Jr. refers to her. Lita catches him. What are you looking at? He didn't want to tell her. Uh, this leads into the lingerie match. Stacy Keebler and Tori. The main event. Yeah, three minutes. Three minute match. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> I like Stacy Keebler being billed as the brains behind the Dudleys. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you like her with the Dudleys? I thought it fit well. Yeah, me too. And I was never really the biggest Stacy Keebler guy either, but I thought she was great with the Dudleys. I thought that was like the perfect fit. Like when I think of her back then, I think of her in the camo. Uh-huh. Like that's how I always remember mm-hmm. her. And I thought she was a perfect fit with them. Uh, I was a big fan of Tori. Really? Now, was she still with Billy Kidman at the time? Married? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, she was Tajiri's girlfriend. On screen, she was with Tajiri. Yeah, she was Tajiri's girlfriend. She tried to do the Tajiri handspring off the ropes. In my notes, I have a broken rear view. Okay. I call it the broken rear view. (laughs) Yeah, it was not the rear view. It was not up to snuff of the rear view. Uh, Tori got the win. Well, yeah. I I would, too. I follow her on Instagram. I'm always depressed when she posts, like, her uh, throwbacks and then posts those pictures because... Her body. I mean, she's like a crazy gym right now. Who, Tori? Yeah. Yeah. Is she really? Mm-hmm. She's not what she used to be. Not what she once was? Not what she once was. In her heyday? <laughs> uh, I, need, I need a king in this match. I, you, right? <laughs> I need it. I'm so glad bad. you brought that up because that was like glare. That, to me, was the first time in the show that it was glare yeah. that Lawler wasn't there. Yeah, because that, that was my thing. Cause that, I said, like, well, you said Heyman and um, JR underrated. I was like, eh, I, I need a king for this. Yeah. He would come back the month later, but I need I need a king because there were many perverted lines, mm-hmm. except one. I think um, 
Stacy was choking Tori with her foot, and, 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 and um, Jerry says, "Look at the flexibility." Oh, yeah. Stacy Keebler was like, "You only look at the flexibility." <laughs> King would have been all at, You need to start hanging out with me more, yeah. or something like that. that. And there was something else. Heyman said something, and Jr. said, "Like in your dreams," and he's like, "I would actually be absolutely <laughs> right." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you're right, though. Do you agree with that, that King was sorely missed during a lingerie match? Yeah, the worst part is I was watching this this, this show with Troy, so I had to skip through this. <laughs> Just going to be honest. I, I knew what was coming. I, I let it go through the segment with Matt in the back, and I was like, ah, I'm so mad I got fed. <laughs> yeah, Troy is not ready. I, I, I can hear Troy now. Lingerie? It's not, <laughs> it's not about that. It's more about him telling his mom. I know. Uh, Are you wearing lingerie, mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cruise. Oh no, that's the hamster now. No, they're both cruise. <laughs> Dynamic duo. Stacy or Tori? Tori. Tori. Hmm. Stacy. Yeah, Stacy's just not my type. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. But Tori got the win. I guess it was an entertaining three minutes. We didn't need much more. Halo, that's all he needed. Yeah, that's, 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 all, that's, all that's all he needed. He did say that. Uh, we got Angle, I believe, in the locker room with Michael Cole. Uh, Vince comes up and shakes his hand, wishes him good luck. My favorite part he is this. Need it. Yeah, he doesn't need it. And I don't remember what Cole said to him. He said, oh, hell yeah, it's true. It's Van Damme. Van true. Damme true. Which was great. Uh, Angle, see, I don't know. Is Angle underrated or do you think he's properly rated? Because I feel like he rarely gets mentioned Both. with, like, your Stone Cold, your Rocks. Because he's in TNA. But he is right up there with those guys. You know what I wonder? If he didn't go to TNA, if he just retired when he went, I think he would be more there. So you think if, if he his whole run was WWE, he'd be remembered a lot more fondly. I his think. time in TNA, you think? Yeah, because nobody... Because, like, TNA... When it hit its peak, it was that it was great. You would know, you would remember Kurt Angle. But after 2010, when it, when it, when those ratings, the ratings went down, it's like okay, is TNA still around? This place is still, is place still in business, and Kurt Angle will be easily be forgotten. Because especially at that point, he would become world champion again. He would kind of like fall, put over, fall yeah. down the card and put over on the young guys. Do you think if he comes back and does maybe like a year or two run, maybe with like American Alpha or whatever? It changes people's minds. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, because people remember. Because it's point you you want to remember. Krangle, he was there for. This is the thing I have with Stone Cold. People they love Stone Cold, but Stone Cold's real top run was like two and a half years. Angle was there for six. Angle was basically on top for most of it because mm-hmm. he came in two thousand, well late ninety nine, and then at, by the end of two thousand, he was the WWF champion. Yeah. So it's like you can go hand in hand with it, but I don't think the fact that he was just he was like. A mainstream guy, such as a guy like Stone Cold or the Rock. Right. Yeah, Stone Cold was a guy who, like, everybody knew. Yeah. Like, it spent me at, like, 19, 20, yeah. when Austin was huge. Nobody that I knew didn't know who Stone Cold was. Yeah. Nobody I knew wasn't doing, like, the Stone Cold salute. And, yeah. You know, giving somebody stunners on the beach or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's, fun, it's funny with, with you saying that and versus the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Angle's almost parallel to Michael's in a way. Yeah. Because as much as anyone can make the the argument that Sean's the greatest in-ring performer of all time, Angle, you know, he's still not known by the masses like Hogan Mm -hmm. was, like The Rock was, like Austin was, but he is what he is. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, if somebody were to say, hey, who is the best person between 2002 or 2003 and 2009? 
somebody could easily make the argument that that was Kurt Angle or something. Yeah, you know, of that argument. So no, that's I, a really I would good pick comparison. I would, no, I really would pick Kurt Angle. If that was, if that was the big, what the best in ring worker of all time? From, from the best from, from that from gap, two thousand three. I I'd yeah. probably say Kurt Angle. Um, do you think this is kind of a side note? This isn't really about Angle, but since Eric brought it up. Do you think if Michaels doesn't have the injury and miss four years, do you think there's any chance Michaels ends up as popular as Stone Cold, or Stone Cold was just the guy that was meant to be that popular and Michaels really wasn't? You know, uh, that's a great question. It's one of those things where what if Sean was there and DX was five people instead of four? Or or just those three. What, just X-Pac? No, just Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and China. You know, I don't know. People say, like, you can never discredit Sean for being a part of DX. He was part of the first carnation and the last carnation. But in my opinion, and that's my favorite stable of all time, the, the greatest DX was, you know, the f- five of them with China, the Outlaws, Xbox, and Triple H. So, no. I, I mean, I think whatever they did with DX, if DX could have kept going to the popularity that Triple H got it, even before Triple H mm-hmm. won a world title, I think maybe if Sean was there doing that, making that stable, maybe he could have did it. But it, the Austin Revolutionist, it was one of those things that it was organic in every way. I mean, from the... It wasn't even supposed to happen. <laughs> from, from really the, the curtain call incident that went wrong, that mm-hmm. screwed Triple H, that got him the King of the Ring push, to... Sean hurting his back, and then Austin going over at Mania, and then it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. So and then like, Vince Russo putting those big moments into Raw for him, the, the Zamboni, the beer <laughs> truck. Uh, and Russo says, he said this to Michaels, like, I credit you with the Attitude Era, bro. Um, but, okay, we got sidetracked a little bit. Uh, we had... Christian doing an interview with Lillian Garcia. I, I believe uh, she wasn't really in the company that long at this time, was she? She was there for two, about two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically said, you guys remember Edge. You know, I'm the one who's better. Uh, Edge's little brother, yeah, Christian. Remember, remember, remember they were brothers? <laughs> yeah. It was I, funny. Even Troy was like, they're not brothers. I was like, well, they were. Well. I was like, this, they were. I was like, this, I was like, this match made them not brothers. <laughs> He's watching this ladder match, and then once, and that's a spoiler, but once the one man concerto happened, Troy was like, I guess they're not brothers anymore. Yeah. K-Fave's dead. Yeah, K-Fave is dead. Uh, Edge and Christian, ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. 22 minutes they gave this. Uh, I like that they build these two guys as like the masters of the ladder match, because they had had so many tag ladder matches, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this match was awesome. I did too. I thought both guys were great. Um, I thought the story was great. Story was great. The build was great. Like the heat that Christian had. Mm-hmm. It's another guy that I think is very underrated. Yeah. So that's a, I, I guess this was the thing that I was having a hard time going into this match. The thing I like because I love this time period and like going into the Hardys match I knew they were going to win because I knew Landstorm and Hurricane never had the tag titles mm-hmm. together and I knew Hurricane was never running around yeah. with two belts so going into the Kane match I actually thought Kane was going to win so I was kind of happy like when he lost so going into this match because you're like I can watch something from 15 years ago and be surprised and, still. <laughs> and so- something from a period I re- really enjoyed yeah. so going into this match I was like okay 
I feel like Christian had a short IC title reign, but for some reason, going into the next month with Survivor Series, I was under the impression Edge went into that show. Yeah, Edge goes into that Edge show was, Edge, as United States mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here watching this match like, okay, Christian's going to win yeah. because in one month's time, Edge is going to be U.S. He champion. He has a whole different belt. <laughs> well, he has a whole different belt, and he wins the IC title. They unify him in a month. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, like, Christian goes over and retains. And then when they're setting up the ladders, I'm like, I don't remember Edge taking the one-man concerto up top there in the match. It started to happen. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's, it's not what I remember, but I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Christian went into Survivor Series as the European champion. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um... Yeah, I think Christian was underrated, and it's unfortunate because it's. Ju- I think it's just the fact that he's always associated with Edge, who's like one of the all-time greats, and that's why Christian doesn't really get the credit he deserves. But if you told any guy starting out at NXT right now, you're going to have the exact career Christian had, they'd be like, that's awesome. That's better than I could ever yeah. thought. Yeah, <laughs> underrated, underutilized. <laughs> yeah. Christian was awesome. Another guy who was really good in TNA. Yeah. How long was he there? Um... <laughs> Probably about four years. Four years. If they ever long. start recognizing TNA, he'll be happy because he can claim more world title rings. We'll get to That's that. That's true. <laughs> I guess we will. Uh, I love the spot where they the, the ladders tipped and they went all the way to the floor, <clears throat> both of them. Uh, but, yeah, the one-man concerto was a great finish of that match, the way Christian just kind of crumpled off the ladder and fell. Uh, obviously, you remembered exactly how this yeah. match turned out. So was this match as good as you remembered it? Yeah, this is my second favorite match on the card. I, like I said, I remember they were brothers. I always get a pop out of that when they, mm-hmm. when they don't acknowledge your brothers yeah. anymore. That's what <laughs> I like that there was only three ladders in this match. Yeah, There was a ladder at the ramp and two ladders on the side. Because now they just set up ladders all over the place. Yeah, I, I hate when, when they yeah. when they do the gimmicky matches, they go over. But like, I thought, but when there's I, six guys in the match and well, you I end up with 15 ladders. Yeah. Well, never mind. Now the ring's LED boards are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they used to be under the ring. I think they would have like one ladder out back then. But they, yeah, this that time, was awesome. Yeah, but now, but this time they had three, which was fun. I could work with that, and they mm-hmm. actually used those three ladders. And uh, like, there was even a spot where I love um, outside the ring. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah, outside the that ring when awesome. um, he felt Chris yeah. between the ladder. He was like, oh, Chris Edge won't be having any yeah. nephews. <laughs> yeah. He won't be having any nephews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit from the ladder. That's always gonna get a pop mm-hmm. out of me. And I like how Christian got his comeuppance by doing by Edge doing the same thing that Christian did to him. Yeah. That's always the best. I always love that. And at the end of Blood Feuds, mm-hmm. that you get to come up as the same the same way and doing the same thing that you did to your opponent. And it was a great moment and young Alo was so happy <laughs> when Edge regained the Intercontinental title. You also have to love that they brawled outside the ring before the match even started, yeah. which is realistic in a feud like that. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I'll wait. Real I'll person. sit here in the, in the ring and wait for you to get here, wait for the bell to ring, and then we'll lock up. It's like, no, I'm going to come down and attack you the first opportunity not, I get. Not the only time that happened on the card. No. Well, quick, quick thing before we get mm-hmm. on this match, just to ask real quick, just because both of you said you enjoyed the match. I guess two part question, Ron. Did you? Um, what do you think about the match overall? Like, did you? Do you even recall the match? Like, uh, like bits and pieces. Like, pretty much, I feel like everything from this era, like '98 to '02, is like a little bit of a blur. Like, I remember a lot of the stories. I remember some of the outcomes, but I don't really remember a lot of match detail, unless it's stuff that I've watched since. I completely forgot this match even being from that era, but I guess my second part of the question would be, 
Ayla, would you say this was uh, an underrated ladder match? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a forgotten, it's forgotten. match. Yeah. Definitely forgotten. It's forgotten. I right, right when right when they were going into the promo of it, I wasn't excited. But by the time, I, and I guess it, this could be part of the thing of me thinking Christian's gonna win. Christian's gonna win, and this may just be the little kid to me like, ah man, I, I already know the bad guy's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because nowadays I root for the bad guy yeah. in every match, but. The moment Edge won, I was like, man, that was great. Because I didn't expect mm-hmm. it happening. It, it, it was good. But it's it a shame that good. all these older ladder matches are so-called forgotten or underrated nowadays. Because my three of my favorite ladder matches, single ladder matches, yeah. are the Triple H one from in Rock from mm-hmm. SummerSlam 98. Definitely. This right. one. And then people forget about Jericho and Benoit at Royal Rumble 1. Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that that's forgotten, too. Because nowadays, everything's... We're, we're, nowadays, we're told when we're going to get ladder matches. Mm-hmm. We're told we're going to get it at Money in the Bank, and we're told we're going to get it at TLC in December. Yeah. And that takes away that takes away the. And then there's always one with a hundred guys at WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. It takes away all the mystique. Yeah, yeah, it and does. I, I like that Ayla pointed that out there. I mean, it, he just pointed out like you know his three favorite one or one ladder matches. It's like almost people forget that. They can happen as a one on one mm-hmm. match. Like I got, ex- I got thrilled, excited. What what was it last year? Uh, was it Cla- uh, Night of Champions? The the tag team ladder match. Yeah. Is that? I don't know if that mm-hmm. was the show. It was the. TLC. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, what, what, I think New Day won. Kalisto uh, uh, had the spot. TLC. T- but I thought that was awesome because. I haven't seen a tag team ladder match in years. Mm-hmm. So that I was looking forward to because it wasn't the normal just like six, seven, yeah. eight pack. But um, just to throw one out there, another for a guy one, <laughs> Van Damme Guerrero. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That was all classic. <laughs> End rant. Yeah, we don't, I, I'm over the whole, you know, more than four guys in a ladder match. Don't really need it. Uh, we got a, 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 a shot of Spike Dudley in Times Square. Oh. Doing shots and having a beer. The great part was the little uh, rewind from the the table spot yeah. he took a couple weeks prior. Dude, I, I saw that and I was like, how could they have known that they'd get him to that table? It's not like the table is right outside the ring and they he dumped him. They threw him. I mean, they threw him over the ropes and like ten feet away to the table. Like that's really low margin for error. Where he could just landed directly on the ramp. His head hit the ramp. Yeah, like, like I was like. I was like, oh my god! I was probably, you know, twenty-two year old me would probably just thought that was awesome and never gave it a second thought. Did you get thirty-seven year old ten year old best friend thought it was great? <laughs> yeah, were you guys watching it together in third grade? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. No, fifth grade. We, we, we fifth did. Grade, really? yeah. we, we didn't have our licenses, so we couldn't yeah. meet up. Okay. States, That's fair. States, states apart. Did yeah. you hear um, Spike slot, slot in the, are you a Sagittarius line? Yeah. Yeah, right at the end. I, I was a little disappointed it got kind of cut off. He was like, yeah, you're a Sagittarius. All right. Because him and Molly were, were yeah, she out just at this them. point. Yeah, she just dumped him. <laughs> Mighty Molly. The, yeah, those days were over for Spike. Uh, Dudley Boys defending the WWF Tag Team Championships against the Big Show and Tajiri. Uh, the Dudleys were five-time champs at this point, so they still had four more reigns to go. Do they ever get that last reign to get ten? I mean, I feel like no, but they're going. I don't know. I I feel like they 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 deserved one more. They did. Just to say I, they, I, got they did. Furious with that. Well, past tense. They did. Yeah. Um, another guy. People forget how good the Big Show really was. Yeah. I mean, he was. 
unbelievable. It, it, it's period. the exact thing you said about Kane. It's one of those things. People just are so annoyed of what he's done in the last couple of years, and they just. You know, it is one of those things. I was talking to a friend of mine at the bar the other day, mm-hmm. and you know we're just going over some of our all-time favorites. And one, you know, Big Show was in his top two. Really? Yeah. And it was just one of those things. He said he's been a mark for him since WCW. So yeah, he's chasing around Young yeah. Simba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Young Simba. No, he was. I mean, he was great. Yeah. But there, and, and as much as did Andre Shane come the, out in that match? Wait, night no, Judgment Day. Yeah, Shane won. No, no, no. I thought you were talking about he came out. Oh, uh, no, not this match. Dudley's. No, Rhino did. Mm-hmm. Well, watching this match, I just got sad because all these guys are around now, and they're just, like, mm-hmm. horrible. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when Rhino came out, I was like, Rhino was jacked. Oh, yeah, he was. Now he just, like, oh. Quick and he after. cut a great promo afterwards with mm-hmm. Regal. Yeah, I'm like, God. I just got so sad during this match. Yeah. Like, oh, Rhino was such a threat back then. I he, know. He, he pinned the rock. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the gore on the big show. Loved Heyman's reaction to the gore. Always. Always. <laughs> gore! 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 <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Another ref bump. Uh, it seems to be a theme. They didn't Again, give a damn about the ref. Yeah, it, it seems to happen more than I ever remembered. The ref bump as like a thing that happens in way too many matches. Yeah. Um, Do you think of these days or back then? Back then and back these then, days. Back then was worse. Well, I feel like it's like a, a reoccurring thing now, which I'm not mad about. I remember you saying recently that you're mad that uh, Knight of Champions. Yeah, the last two pay-per-views, yeah, I believe. Clash of Champions and uh, Backlash main event both ended that way, but... It's uncoincidental that it, you know, it happened, you know, two heavyweight title matches back to back. But I just feel like it's better that than the old roll up. <laughs> okay, I'll give you because nobody <laughs> hates the roll up more than me. Uh, but if you're Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd mentioned another theme, is that it's just like shots to the balls every every week on Raw and every pay per view. Also, it's like there's you got it. It's 2016. Come up with something new. There's got to be some other way you can have, like, somebody get screwed out of a win besides oh, a low do, blow, do a ref spray. bump. Yeah. Well, like the Jerry's miss. Yeah, yeah. I missed. I, I popped for that. I forgot yeah. he did that. Um, yeah, I thought this match was... I was looking was... Forward, to, forward to that on CWC. I, see, I, mm. I was too, and I was like, they wouldn't do that. This is too professional for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. why they didn't do it. They. Uh, I thought this match was, was decent. They got nine minutes, so not a really long tag match. But... I mean, the Dudleys at this time were just incredible. Yeah. I loved uh, Bubba giving us a thou shalt not mess with the Dudleys on uh-huh. his way up the ramp, like right at, right at the camera. thought it was awesome. Uh, might as well mention the Dudleys actually won this match. I don't know if we specifically said that or not, if anybody doesn't remember. Uh, but, yeah, the Rhino sighting was good. Uh, afterwards, he said, basically he said, I'll get the Alliance respect all by myself if I, if I have to. Um did he win the U.S. title at he some point? He was U.S. champion at the time. He was at the time, mm-hmm. okay. He had beat Tajiri the month before. All right, so he already was the U.S. champion. Yeah, and then he, then he lost it a few weeks later to Angle. He lost it to Angle? Mm-hmm. Then how did Edge end up with it? He beat Edge beat Angle on the go-home show for Survivor Series. So they were playing Hot Potato for a month. Yeah, Attitude yeah, Era, they, they played <laughs> Hot Potato all the time with those titles. They did, and it, this is something I text my best friend about all the time. One of my favorite periods. I mean, it, it, it sucks. Isn't he sitting right there? I'm just saying it to you. I'm just saying it to you. Oh, boy. He knows I'm talking about him. Yeah. So, do you want him to finish my statement? Because no, he knows it. I want you to say it. 
You can speak for me, Buster. <laughs> I don't know. Why do I love this time period? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Who are you talking because about? Because this was. I just said this in the text to you the other day. You can go read this. I'm, I work but, hard, man. But <laughs> here's the thing. so I just love that. That was like the most time ever championships were defended. It like. SmackDown, there would be two title matches. Raw, three title matches. A pay-per-view, five. There was a, a buttload of titles, mm-hmm. you know, on the, the whole. Oh, uh, awful lot of titles yeah. at, the, at this point. But the lot of those title matches, they're just like random title matches. It, a title, the title would change hands, you know, every now, most of the time. But it's like none of the matches really matter. But as a kid, it's like, oh my god, the title, the title's online. I gotta yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> See, so that's why I feel old. like I'm really hard on the product now, just because like that was like my peak, like where I. I actually was banned from watching wrestling for about eight months, like towards the middle of. What did you do? It was. Uh, I, I hit my sister with a, a suplex in the living room, and I wasn't um, allowed to watch. Really, like on a the year. recess yard, I gave a girl that had a crush on me the DX crotch chop and said, "Suck it." Ah, uh, and that'll I, do it. Yeah, it's one of the worst <laughs> ass beatings of my life. But, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't start watching it until like I stopped watching it mid two. You got taken to Pow Pow Town. I, it, was, it was way worse than that. Um, but I, I didn't get to watch it until like WrestleMania 17 uh, time, and then Invasion came right up. So I was watching it. heavy, heavy flow right you, back. You were up. So after the Rhino segment, we get, I believe this is uh, something of a bygone era, because I don't remember seeing these anymore, the Don't Try This at Home ad. <laughs> Do you guys remember seeing these anytime recently? You get them um, on every, every WWE home DVD. So it's not on the show, you get it when you buy the yeah. DVD. Yeah, yeah. All right, because I saw that and I was like, well, at this time, I was definitely not listening to it. Yeah, because like, at this point, I had every pay-per-view on tape from... Unforgiven 99 to Summer Sun 2002. So I saw them all the time. Hmm. I still actually have these tapes. Yeah, DVDs, I did. I traded them for the Attitude I know. Eric told me that. <laughs> Best friend told me that. That day it happened. Yeah. It's a one hell of a trade. Yeah, I know. I got tapes. It was, it was like the Babe Ruth trade. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Don't Try This at Home ad, I was definitely not listening to this at the time as I was at the height. Of my time as madness in the Seattle City Wrestling Association. So, yeah, I was trying this at home. Um, Booker T and Test in the locker room with Shane. Shane kind of giving him a pep talk, saying that Booker T's spinarunai is the most electrifying move in wrestling today. Uh, Booker against The Undertaker. He called out The Undertaker, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alo, what did you think of this match? It kind of ended abruptly. I, it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't think much really happened. Like they fall on the outside, and after that, the, he's in the um, corner giving him a, t- a ten punch. Then after that, take it hits the last ride. And mash it, it yep, it was just like abruptly. you blinked and it was over. Yeah, how about like, you, Eck? Uh, how long? Do you have the timestamp on it? The it was thirteen minutes long. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was longer than it the is. tag matches. No, it but, was longer, but, but like the way it ended, like it, it wasn't like it built to like a big ending. I, I, yeah, I don't feel like it. it it was abrupt. I mean, there was some finishes, there was some, you know, false endings, and uh, I do like how it happened because uh, I missed the last ride power bump from Taker, and uh, Booker T sold it well. It was uh, one of those, like, deep, mm-hmm. almost awkward pin, yeah. pin positions, mm-hmm. but it, it was... 
I had no Yeah, because Booker, Booker controlled a lot of the match. And I was just like, that's it. It's actually, the thing I liked about it, like going right into it, I for, another one of the matches I forgot on the card, and I almost forgot them. It was a short feud from that era, but it was one of those matches that I'm like, hmm. Like, when I think back, like, you think how underrated Booker T is. It's just like, man, who did he get to face? And I'm like, I don't remember him facing Taker, yeah. so it's just a, it is a good it was a good match. I got I had no complaint about it. Yeah, I thought the match was good, um, and it made Booker T look like he belonged. I think they even said like he's getting better and better since he debuted here a few months ago. Um, I did think that the way it ended though, they they could have done a better job because it was like, yep, they're in the corner, last ride, boom, it's over. Like they're well, it didn't look good for Booker, but it made Taker look great. Yeah. Heyman, Heyman, I just spin a room. most electrifying. Jerry got so mad. He's like, yeah. "Why is it the most electrifying move?" He's like, "I don't, I don't believe that." And Booker, the, the thing I loved about that, those two together, you really think most of the time that Jr. hated Heyman. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That that, was, that 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 I took away from that mm-hmm. because they were on two different opposite sides. They were yeah. two, two different teams, but you really felt that Jr. really hated him. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because if you go if you go back and if you listen to the first role that Paul Heyman was on. They have the like on live TV version. I believe this is on Heyman's DVD. The um, before it went on, excuse me, before it went on um, air, Jr. said to him, "You know, kid, you're gonna be all right. You know, you're gonna do good." And which is mm-hmm. it's funny because they commentated together way back. Yeah, you know, WCW, <laughs> way back in the day. NWA, I think mm-hmm. together. I remember the first time I saw Heyman. First time, I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> it was like literally the night after No yeah. Way Out. So the next night on Raw, oh, who the hell is this guy? No, oh, so you didn't know Heyman at all. I didn't know at that who Heyman point. was. So like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I remembered Paulie dangerously from way back with his cell phone, <laughs> and obviously Heyman from ECW. Um, well, Booker T, underused, underrated. I can hear Vince now. You're not being my Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah. Never put him over his own guy. No, Booker Booker was great. He's another guy. And this was my my least favorite incarnation of The Undertaker, which I've said before. The stupid Limp Biscuit song. The bandana. Yeah, the motorcycle. Like he was just being Mark Calloway and it's boring to me. I, I don't know. I, I was never bored by it. Maybe it's just because it was a, a good time for me. Uh, another good that thing. That would be my guess. Well, not just that, but if you look, because I think he did that gimmick for over three years. Um, uh, and I'm sure someone, if not, I'll make sure I do it. Mm-hmm. You got to watch, we got to do for a throwback madness, take her as a heel with that American Badass gimmick. Yeah. As a hardcore champion? Uh, well, I'm going to save that for another side, but Nick, Nick, Nick about that, and if you have one, play in traffic. <laughs> they, they were, they were, that, that's a harsh thing to wish upon me, best friend. <laughs> right, best friend. I take it there, were good, there were good parts to it, but like he, that's when he cut his hair, and there was this... The chair around the neck? He was. I, I said there were good points, and there were right. bad points. Yeah, what, I just what, hated this taker. What segment came next? Next segment, we had an interview with Jericho and Coach. Where Jericho says it's time to put up or shut the hell up, and he's gonna go win the big one. As I was hoping he was gonna say, "I was hoping he was gonna say, 'I'm gonna win.' It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win it. How about those chops? I know they're great. Some I've great got, chops. I've got, I've got like long great hair. long hair. The great long great pants. long hair. Yes, long. Oh yes, the tights were. 
Bring him back, Jericho. Yeah, Jer- <laughs> Jericho against The Rock for the WCW World Championship. Something he never got to hold in WCW. Or got a shot at. Huh? Or got a shot at. No, never got a Let's shot at. Let's play that story up. Um, Jericho, obviously, is where he wins his first world title. I will say again, just to sidetrack, mm-hmm. perfect example of the vignette going into this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. was awesome. Because I knew about the match earlier on the card, and I was looking forward to it, but that just made the match just so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they told you that whole story between... The two of them. I literally thought I was in my dad's living room again and remembering them in the trainer's room <laughs> when the, the Rock and Jericho go back and forth at it and Rock walks away and that broke out. That was it, it was so good. Yeah. Jericho, as I believe I say on every show now, I believe belongs on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> We've never redone it. We may have to redo it on the next show. It's under construction. Yeah. <laughs> Chiseling away. For our one-year anniversary, I think we should all just read this house. We will. Oh, God. So, yeah, Jericho in the ring was phenomenal at this time. The Rock was what The Rock is. Um, Jericho finally wins the big one, which nobody thought he would. We got a rock bottom through the announce table. I loved the... Countering the people's elbow into the walls of Jericho. That was awesome. so good. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, we got to see The Rock's awful sharpshooter. Uh, I, I thought of you right when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things that happen. I just started my thought about what are you guys? You know, I'm telling you, right when that happened, I was like, you know, I never complain about a sharpshooter. But the one thing about him, and you know, I Brett did it to an extent, but man, it looks Genuinely, like the rocks in more pain. The thing I think I hate about it most is he pulls up both feet. You're supposed to have one foot kind of locked behind the knee, and then you're holding on to the one foot. And he's got both feet crossed under his arm. Like, that's not how you do the sharpshooter. Somebody should have taught him how to do it before he started doing it. And he did it for years. Well, it's funny because, like we just said, like, you know, there's certain things that make us think of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and Alo a- knows this. A couple months ago, I started watching all the Raws and Smackdowns from right when the Invasion uh, mm-hmm. storyline started. Funny thing is, my watch list was right up to the Smack like uh, the Raw and Smackdown before this. Yeah. That's why I picked you. So, picked so the best friend. Yeah. Oh man, I thought about friend, you. He, he he knew I was delaying, and I was with my busy schedule. He mm-hmm. knew exactly where I was at. I probably <laughs> hacked my password and was watching my watch list, but. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when The Rock made his return and when he was challenging Booker T for the WCW title, he even says, he's like, let's think about all the moves The Rock has. He has the rock bottom, the people's elbow, the sharpshooter, and I'm just like, I know someone's cringing. (laughs) Yeah, he did it one time at Survivor Series, I believe, 98. Because he would, that was when he became the corporate champion. It was supposed to be a callback to the Montreal Screwjob. So, fine. He should have done it that one time and then never again. Or just didn't done it while he was in the corporation, maybe. But I think the one it should have been a one night only for the sharpshooter and the rock. I think he still he did it to Cena, I think, in their feud. Uh, probably. Well, I think we should add to your, your title, host and sharpshooter kind of <laughs> The host of Matt Mann is also 
connoisseur of the sharpshooter. Yeah, that was my finisher in madness. I did the sharpshooter. Oh, really? I did, yeah. Oh, okay, so you know. That's I right do know. I, if anyone would know, it would be me. Um, and of course, I had to hack Eric's network. Yeah, <laughs> to see all the continue watchings at the bottom. Yeah, yeah all, all episodes of Total Divas is later. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend is the only one in this show that watches it, but it, no harm. Ryan's uh, awesome. <laughs> um, was that, I know it was called The Breakdown, but that is the skull-crushing finale, isn't yeah. it? So, he used the Miz's finisher before the Miz was using that finisher. Uh, I liked also The Rock. You think The Rock been in with the chair, he just hits him with it. I mean, he just hands it mm-hmm. to him. Um... Does that mean Miz is a Jericho mark? Probably. But he didn't use that move for for long. Who, Jericho? Yeah, didn't? he didn't use the breakdown for that long. He was probably for the rest of the year. When did the Codebreaker come out? I forgot about it. When he came back in 07. Okay. Um, I forgot that. Yeah, because I do remember he had a move called the breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know, genuinely, as much as I love Jericho, and, you know, I didn't dislike him at the time, it was just one of those things I wanted Rock to win. Right. And I was just, I remember watching that match, like, that beat the rock, but then it was like, oh well, he did it onto a chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, onto the chair. Like I said, first world title of six world title runs for Jericho. Uh, I, and I, I didn't even realize that was the show that he won his first mm-hmm. first world title on. But that I thought that was an odd. They gave this one twenty three minutes. Do you want to? Do you want to? Ch- I I I know. Do you want to change your rating on the show now? Now that you know that was Jericho's first world title. That's what, um, that's the only reason I picked it. You know what? But you don't I'll, have to. Stick you to your know guns. what? Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick to my guns. But very happy for Jericho. Very like I said, one of the all-time greats. Speaking As, of all-time mm-hmm. greats. Who's coming up? Is that what you're getting well, to? Jericho was flawless in this match. 2001 Jericho, he was he was great. I like how The Rock kind of played the heel in the mm-hmm. match, but at the, end of, at the end of the match, Jericho was the heel. Oh, it, clearly. And then, Holding the chair and all. And you could tell it was like his regular match, but later in the match it got personal, like rock through yeah. the rock bottom through the table. And the thing is, they portrayed Jericho as a baby face because they kept saying he's a choke artist, him comes in choke artist, and that's a baby face thing to do. Is <laughs> you can't win the big one or your label's a choke artist. That's yeah. a baby face thing. But he turned out to be the heel at the end of the night. I like that part. And this would carry over because I think the next night or the week after, they won the tag titles from the Dudleys. Yes, I think it was, it was the next night they won the they tag titles. They won the tag titles from the Dudleys, and then Rock won the title back on guys, Raw. Guys, I'm not going to know. That's from our watch list. Oh, Give sorry. Spoiler alert, Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> sorry, best friend. And then the Rock the Rock will regain the WCW title, and then, they'll be dis- then Jericho will attack him, so there'll be dissension in that. Mm-hmm. And then this goes on to Vengeance and even at the Royal Rumble. I also liked um, when they showed one of their uh, promos together when the Rock said, you don't win the big one because... You're just not that good. Um, and that made me think of, you know, over the years when I wasn't watching, I'd, I'd you know, pop it on every once in a while, just see what was going on, see if I saw anybody I wanted to see. And I remember Jericho was on one of his runs, this is probably like 2012 or 13, and I think it was Punk. And maybe it was Ziggler. It was one of those two. It might have been Ziggler when he had the briefcase, because I think they had a match. And if Jericho won, he would get the money in the bank yeah. briefcase. Mm-hmm. Was that at SummerSlam or? It was. I think it was. Okay, and he said he said this to Jericho. You know, you don't have it anymore. You lost your touch. You can't win the big one anymore. And so it almost is like that was like a theme they gave to Jericho, like for years. Uh, obviously, he can win the big one because he's a I think they, nine-time I think IC champ. They use that exact logo with him once going into Money in the Bank. 
Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble, still two things he has not done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he didn't win the Rumble. He was in the um, finals. I will put the first vote in mm. here on October the 6th. Uh-huh. Vince, if you're listening. Jericho for Rumble 2017. <laughs> At the very least, let him still be there. Because there have been whispers that he may not be around much longer. Well, he's advertised for Raw in December. Is he? Yeah. Because I read something that Fozzie is about to release a new album and mm-hmm. they'll be touring. So I'm, I'm going to be broken heart like legitimately broken hearted when that day comes I'm gonna put a streak of gray hair and <laughs> are you gonna be broken Eric trip broken neck two fly broken neck I think I may hold you to that <laughs> at that point I'll probably be broken Eck one fly <laughs> <laughs> alright main event did you have anything else you want to say Halo about this match or Jericho match of the night it was great 23 minutes awesome match great story Great finish, which actually led to more good story between these two guys. Um, main event, Kurt Angle. Word to the Rock for putting Jericho over. Yeah, also awesome. Angle versus RVD versus Stone Cold for the WWF Championship. No DQ. This match got 15 minutes. I really like going back to this time because sometimes I forget how much respect was actually given to RVD. I, thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say. Like, he's he was a guy a, that I always what, think, like, and I guess I don't remember him getting that level of respect. I always feel like he got overlooked in WWE. I always feel like he was overlooked. He like, did, he was just, you know, an upper mid card. Well, it's not even that. He was the only one that was a big guy that cheered in the Alliance. Mm-hmm. He was the only one. But And he, it was earned from day one because yeah. he was gold from, from day one. From day one, yeah. he got cheered in the Alliance. The only one. Yeah, he had such, like, a unique look. Like, he wore a singlet, which is not unique. But his singlet looked so much different. Because it was airbrushed? Yeah. His, the hair, the beard, the manners, I mean, like the whole RVD pointing down at the shoulders. Awesome. The whole effing show. Some people may hate the comparison, but at first, I remember like at this time, I was like, this is basically a hardcore Sean in a singlet. He has great matches that. with the hardcore title. Oh, but that's what got him over. If he wasn't cheered the first night, he hopped the fence with Dreamer. He won the hardcore title, I believe, from Jeff Hardy. Yep. And then it was like the first time he defended it, he was over. Then he had a match with Jeff, he was over. He defended it in a ladder match against Jeff, he was over. He, he, he From day one, it was fire. Yeah, because yeah. he even had a match with um, Jericho the month before. So, I'll tell that you match what. Was awesome. I, and I was t- talking to uh, some friends of the show. The big day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about we were talking about Van Dam the other night, and when you talk about Jericho, I mean, it's one of those things. I almost feel like I do no justice to RVD when we get out our um, hammer and chisel and mm-hmm. work on our uh, Mount Rushmore and with the caution tape. It's I hate that Van Dam's not in mine. I hate it. Tough list. Yeah. It, I mean, the top four is tough to crack. Because I genuinely remember, and, you know, Ayla will be able to tell you, you know, we were young at that point. I mean, that, it, being young, it might have said you're watching WWF TV, but that stuff was, you know, they sold it. And at the time, you're like, oh, there's a chance. What if, you know, they really go out of business? And then you're there's one guy on here. I'm like, man, if they go out of business, I'm going <laughs> to still watch for this guy around <laughs> yeah. with the hardcore belt because he is awesome. Right. Um... 
And I, I always there... think, no, I, I, you know, granted, I didn't watch his uh, 06, um, like, very, very, very short uh, one world title mm-hmm. reign. But, in my opinion, the most underused talent of all time. I really feel like, who else is really like him? Because he does, he's so athletic. He does a lot of stuff you expect from, like, cruiserweights. But he was, like, 230 or 240. Like, he wasn't a small guy, mm-hmm. like, a cruiserweight. Is there anybody else really like in that size? RVD? Right? Yeah, like with that the, big. With the, that, with the karate background? Yeah, like with that that style that's ball. actually that big. Is there anybody else you could think of? I was going to say, the only person like you would think of, and they were such, the, they were the perfect storm of a feud when he first got there, him and Jeff, but Jeff was obviously a lot smaller. Yeah. Yeah, so like was I, like, I was, was thinking about that today. Like, I just feel time. like he was so unique. No, and he's so the different. Really, he was the only one really doing that stuff. And he can still do it, which yeah. is crazy. Like, we. At House of Hardcore, we saw him in that match with Rhino, and he was just as entertaining in that match. You know, obviously, he probably has lost a half a step, but he still probably can cover it up. Is incredible. I I just listened to his podcast with um, X Pac, and he was saying, you know, that there's a good bit of from his arsenal he took out, but he's he's not going to disappoint anyone. Well, it's probably not even noticeable. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, how is that podcast with X Pac? I haven't, listened, I haven't listened to any X-Pac stuff yet. I'm um, just starting. I, I listened to Van Dam, Billy, and Scott Hall. I did it in a random order. He did Hall's episode first. They all seem to be pretty good. It, it's, a, it's a very different format than uh, Jericho and um, Austin. I, I really think um, X-Pac, I appreciate He's probably a big fan of us because it seemed like he kind of went off our format where it's like reviewing kind of like the current product then it's kind of like some questions, some news, and then he brings a guest on. So, so thanks for listening, next. Yeah, you're welcome, Sean. That Sean, PA to see. Sean, you're welcome for the format uh, that we hammered out and know, eight months co-hosts. ago. Uh, does he? Yeah. Sean, you're welcome. That's all we could yeah. say. Um, Here for you, brother. If we're gonna pass it on to anybody, it might as well be somebody else local who lives right near us. So, uh, anyway, main event. They got 15 minutes. Stone Cold, I guess he was still technically the leader of the Alliance mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, I love that they were referring him as the as the paranoid, psychotic champion. He was. <laughs> the way he was walking down the ramp. I did like his Alliance theme music. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's was, in my nose, too. How'd you like that? Didn't. At the time, I get why at the time, did. At the time, I hated it. In retrospect, I love listening to it. Yeah, now, now I like it now. Well, it I makes sense. It, so, it like, makes sense. I went, I went through a little kick when I was um, running in the summer where a couple weeks where I was trying to listen to um, certain of that era theme songs. Um, the ECW theme song, great to work out to. Ta- both of Taz's mm-hmm. theme music, WWF and ECW, great mm-hmm. to work out to. So then like I was skimming through, I found like a, a wrestling station on Pandora. And then there's just some that are like iconic songs. Like Triple H, any of his songs, you can't really they're not like good for running. Mm-hmm. Austin's you can stride, walk. <laughs> that one, you you're good to run. You're I'm good glad, to go. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because I was at the gym yesterday and I was lifting. <laughs> and then the big show came on, I just dropped a little weight. <laughs> The second rope broke. <laughs> but at least it's the good Big Show theme song. No, it was, a, it was the current one. Oh. But he doesn't do the well. In the, no. Where it, it is. He, there's no well. Where's the Big Show? The, one, the, the song he has now, that's what came with my Pandora. No, I don't think so. Because if you heard <laughs> There's different stations. I'm telling you. Because I still do that when he comes out. 
and Troy has been confused since he's been one two years well, old. Well, whatever one it is, the, it, was the it, is it was the right one. It was the one from that era. I don't want to hit a big show while I'm lifting. <laughs> of course. Crank it up. <laughs> the uh, mist came, the mist came when I was song. pumping on it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I came to play. <laughs> Pumping on. <laughs> he was setting personal bests. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Angle or Austin, the paranoid psychotic champion. You have Angle, who we already talked about, possibly the best in-ring worker from this time period. RVD, one of the most unique guys we've ever seen. I thought this not quite as good as Jericho and The Rock because I wasn't as invested in the story. In the character, but this is a fun match. I mean, all three guys I really love. Uh, I loved Vince and Shane getting involved. Vince just housing Shane, threw him over the announce. It was table. so funny. He's like, he's pounding him. He's pounding him. <laughs> he was hugging him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought this was a good match. Um, Eric, your thoughts on the main event? Did it live up to the match before it or no? For what it was, yes. A small little detail I'll point out. I love that they announced that it was a no DQ match because now WWE treats it like every triple threat match is no DQ. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was great work from Van Dam. Sold the hell out of that stunner. Mm -hmm. You see how he lands. Yeah. Um, Just another reminder, the best, you know, frog splash ever. Uh, the, The match was great. No complaints. Halo. Well, I love the story because back in this back in this era, well, at this point in the invasion era, everybody was jumping back and forth, so you really didn't know. J- or they stuck their story. RBD, he he. When Austin was gone for a couple weeks, he took over the leadership role mm-hmm. for the alliance. But they, what they didn't show in the video package was RBD is the reason Austin got his rematch for, for the title and and how he won the title back. Yeah. The video package was great because they interacted with even with. The go home show, Vince pointing at himself saying, or doing the RBD thing. Mm-hmm. That was great. They stuck to the story. I like that. It was legit every man for himself. It wasn't Stone Cold and RBD. The Alliance guys jumping Kurt Angle. Each man was out for himself. Yeah. And I thought it was fitting that Austin pinned RVD instead of Angle because RVD was the one who, who we thought was going to jump. So Austin got that, take, took care of that story. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Liked the outcome. I love that Van Dam got to hit Austin with the five star. Yeah. I also I love that he's so athletic that he could almost frog splash yeah. when they're both laying there and you weren't sure who was gonna actually frog splash to yeah. the last second when he actually mm-hmm. did. He can actually turn his body at the last second yeah. to get one or the other. That's why I'll give him the best role because he can position himself anywhere. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen him on the, some guys on the other side, literally mm-hmm. on the other side of the ring, he'll position himself. Yeah, unreal. Um I thought it was a good main event to this show though. Uh, so we all like this show a lot. Maybe the most across the board most liked show we've reviewed so far. Can you think of one we Judgment liked Day, more? I think Judgment Day 2000. You we, think that was we liked we that more get, than this? I know me and Eric gave it a showstopper. I don't remember about Joey. I don't remember about you either. Yeah, I don't know if I've given one a showstopper yet. You gave not, not you haven't given a throwback a showstopper. Yet. I don't think I have. I think I'm reserving it for. For I think my mine's gonna really mean something when I get when I give it out. Yeah. Um, but this is a good show. You'll have one for next month. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, 
So, Alo chose this month, Ek to Fly. It's your job to choose the show for November. I think my, I think I know my best friend. <laughs> so, with that being said, are you ready to announce Man, I'm your going, pick for November? I've been going back and forth and back and forth. You know what? You think you're going to trick me, best friend? <laughs> I don't know if I should swerve it because it's funny. I just watched a, a November one... Um, Two weeks ago, and I could it, that would be the swerve to go to this one. Um, I think it's just too typical to say what my best friend thinks. <laughs> well, I have three options for you. From you, hold on. I let me, let me just double check the year, just so I make sure I'm right. <laughs> just so I make sure I'm right. If I know my best friend, then I got three choices. I think okay. <laughs> three. If you really nail, I'll name them for you, best friend. <laughs> I think you're going to get it on your second guess. You want me, would you like me to guess? Not yet. Let me just make sure I got the right one. Okay. Hey, Ron. What's up? That's my best friend. <laughs> I can tell. I have a feeling you are going to guess it. Why do I think... I can't be... I know it. <laughs> so you want me to guess? Yeah, guess. Okay, so my three choices for my best friend's choices were either Survivor Series 97, 01, or 02. Well, he had the two of them are the ones I'm going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> 01 or 02, and just thinking 01 kind of makes sense because it's the following month after what we just reviewed. It does make sense. Um, I literally just got done watching 02, which I think is kind of underrated. Um, but just to go with the theme, I'm going to go 2001. All right, so you heard it here. So back to back. Fly. Eric Trembicki going first. back to back. We did the best friend thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, well, Ron and Joey went back to back for, for, in, for Yeah, we did. They're not really best friends. I know. <laughs> for, for the horrid years of 1998. Yeah. Um, we need a band that year. Well, I, I picked that, that one mostly for you because I knew you wanted to review that Triple H Rock see, ladder match. But see, think, we need a. Band nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> we need a band nineteen ninety eight from this show. We could do that. That was kind of an abrupt finish. Austin Taker, but whatever. Yeah, it was. Taker likes abrupt finish. Um, but you heard it here. Ek to fly. Eric Trambicki chooses Survivor Series two thousand one. So we will be reviewing the show from the very next month. Give everybody a little continuity. So if you haven't watched No Mercy O one yet, do so. Then immediately get on Survivor Series 01. We will review that in November. So, for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Helsinki, Finland. For Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next month. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.